1: Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson.
0: Hi, guys.
1: Hi, Dave. Good to have you back. You were sorely missed last week. I tried listening to the last week's pod and I, well, I think we were 12 minutes into it and I was shouting it talk about football <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a
2: bit rambly I've not listened back but I remember it sounding rambly at the time
1: I think it was all my fault I just had too much to get off my chest so uh you started a new job today Dave
0: yeah I did I was uh have got a, a company tie that I've got to wear and stuff it's very throwback.
2: It's Dave's a male stripper, strange. we should clarify.
0: Yeah. That's all I wear, just like comedy oversized tie.
2: That <laughs> uh, worked for Yogi Bear.
1: <laughs> and it's working for Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Boris- oh, yeah, he does
2: have a big tie, doesn't and he? And Boris
1: Johnson. Yeah. It's the way. So, mindful that I don't want to do what I did last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keen to get us towards the subject of uh, football. Uh I'll, we are recording this podcast just before the villa game yeah which means technically it's pretty much the worst time to be recording the pod Cause because well,
2: there's no chance anybody will be able to listen to it before the villa game yes
1: so you are listening to this in the future knowing what happened but that is just the way it is
2: i think that makes it more interesting though it's sort of yeah it's a document. Like it's like a time capsule.
1: It is into yeah. what life was like before the Villa game. Yeah, yeah. You'll be able to laugh at us. Oh, they were they were so naive. <laughs> 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 and, but there has since the last podcast been one Newcastle fixture, which was on uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was very romantic. Mm. I think we neither you or I predicted a Newcastle win, did we? No, I think I predicted a draw. I think not you not did. Sure. I think I predicted a loss. But,
0: yeah, uh, I predicted a loss. Did you? Know, you? Yeah. Privately to myself. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, we ended up getting a draw. Uh, the players missed their girlfriends terribly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: um, but uh, did you... Here's a question... Dave, what with it being Valentine's Day and all, did you did I hear did you listen to the game?
0: No, I, I, it was Valentine's Day and all, so no, I couldn't. I, I couldn't very well uh, do that. It was that was fine. Like I just kept up the date with them. Um, on, on, on Twitter and stuff and kept surreptitiously looking at that while we were watching um, we were watching Breakfast at Tiffany's which I'd never watched before and had no idea quite how racist it was oh
2: the Chinese God, um, yeah, gotcha it's
0: incredibly racist but while, while we were watching that I was checking Twitter and keeping up to date with the score And then, obviously, because I'm a massive nerd, I watch the full 90 minutes on nufc.co.uk.
1: Oh, good for you. So, um, in that case, seeing as you did watch the full 90 minutes, tell us about it. (laughs) What what kind of uh, performance was it? Because I've only seen the highlights. Did you not listen to it? Did I not listen Uh. to it? No, I didn't listen to it either. No, did you listen to I it? I did or? listen to it on Valentine's did Day. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I just assumed you wouldn't have.
2: No, it's the the advantage of having a baby means we did the romantic meal out and everything really early. So I got home in time for kickoff and then just went and listened to it. Right. It was great. Cool. No, I Well then you
0: tell us about it then.
2: Yeah. No, really? You're better at this day. <laughs> I forget <laughs> I don't retain information very well. One of you, but we were one nil up in like the first minute. Correct, which was unexpected, and an
1: unexpected scorer really in Perez. Yeah, good finish as well. Very good finish.
0: Well, this is what we said about him previously that he needs that like no time to think about it. Just you know, just uh, the instinctive finish and. to be fair, it was a decent ball through by Colback, but um, yeah, great by little Perez. Really tough for him. And
1: And uh, what did you think of the game in general? This would be a good time for one of your uh, long rants about <laughs> football Dave, because I am low on information about this game.
0: Uh, we, put, To be honest, we played well. We created quite a few chances, and my man, Mitrovic, was guilty of missing a few decent opportunities. But again. Then, oh, again. But then there were quite a few people, quite a few members of our team, who spun decent chances as well.
2: Yeah, we hit the um, woodwork we were, like three times, didn't we, or twice?
0: Yeah, we're, twice. Um, Richie hit the underside of the bar when... Uh, I. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Where, even though I knew the, the end result, and I was watching it again the day after... Um, I kind of thought it was going in. You know, you know <laughs> yeah, like I nearly got up out of my yeah. feet. Uh, but um, we were undone by two uncharacteristic and one-in-a-million defensive cock-ups, and we had two of them in the same game. Um, obviously Within Darlow, five
1: minutes of each other.
0: Yeah, just absolute bizarre goals to concede because Darlow came out to... Uh, there was a ball in behind and um, Jerome was, was chasing it down with uh, Lascelles alongside him. Um, Darlow came out and went to you know volley the ball clear, completely miskicked it. It spun off his foot and went behind him. By this point, Lascelles had stopped running because the keeper was coming out, and Jerome just happened to be facing the correct way gambled on it and had one of the easiest goals he'll ever score in his life he even did the, he even celebrated before he shot because it was you know was he that did clear. that's and become
1: then- a thing hasn't it because uh, what's his name uh, oh, the Everton player Ross Barkley. Oh, Ross, Barkley. Ross Barkley he did that like yeah. a week or so ago so that's now a thing
2: but his was impressive because he still had something to do yeah. Whereas, what's his name? Cameron Jerome. Jerome. Just yes. like, ran until he was just at the line and then did I it. I think
1: players are going to keep doing that until it goes wrong for someone. Yeah. And I really yeah. look forward to that moment. <laughs> yeah. But um, that yes, it was a, a proper gaff from Darlow. I don't think it was Lascelles who passed it back, right? I don't think Lascelles helped him out. I think it was,
2: was it Clark that missed the header for it? Or am I thinking of the other goal? Oh God! This is no, such caught, good analysis.
0: Well, so, so basically, the the ball was behind the the defensive line. I can't honestly remember if somebody missed a header or if it was. I think Clark
2: tandem. missed a header and it went on to Darlow, who should have just booted it, but it went behind him. What but ma- LaSalle was yeah. at fault for the other get, for the other goal.
1: Just to stick on Darlow for a minute, because it wasn't an in, an embarrassing cock up. But what might have m- made him feel a little bit better? is that the last time he made a cock-up, a couple of weeks ago, do you remember when he uh, was sliding outside of the box? Oh, yeah. And lost the ball and then sort of gave up and then did a panicked, oh, hang on, maybe I can save this, run back yeah. and did a last-ditch save. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but this week uh, Iker Casillas tweeted that yeah. and said something in Spanish about him being a hero, I think. Yeah. so, yeah. So, perhaps that'll make him feel a little bit better.
0: I mean, some absolute world-class keepers have made gaffs. I and disagree. Carl Darlow <laughs> has.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it was a joke.
0: Carl Darlow has won us points with his, you know, his saves. That that bizarre one where he was at fault at first and then scrambled back to make the save, like you say, he saved us points on his own. So. I'm, I'm glad to see. Yeah, I don't, you the one, I don't think you can use the
1: one. I don't think you can include in that the one where he made up for his own on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saved your points. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not like it wasn't the kind of gaffe where he, the, the the. It's a. I don't know. It's not really. I, I don't think that that that's a massive problem. And I hope he comes into the the, the Villa game tonight. I, I, I tell you what, he's not going to make that same mistake again. Because no. so stupid. He's normally but, very um, good
2: at the bread and butter stuff as well. I've seen a few yeah, people exactly, saying, yeah. like, if Matt Sells did that, then there'd be outrage about it. But I think it's more a case of when Matt Sells does that rather yeah. than if, because he, he just doesn't seem a competent keeper. But all the stuff that Darlow does, like claiming crosses, that is not sexy. It's just, like, functional goalkeeping he's very good at.
1: No, you're, you're right. He, all keepers do make mistakes. I would say he's made a, a not loads, but a Couple. few. And he's a, a young guy, but he is yeah. our first choice keeper till the end of the season, at least. So yeah. I don't think it helps anyone for people to get on his back. And to be fair mm. to the Newcastle fan base, I don't think they have no. got on his back this week. No. Um, anything else that we'd like to say about the
2: game? We should have won that game. Like The number of good chances we made to concede, like Dave's saying, two sort of horror goals that you wouldn't normally expect to happen like within the same month, let than the same game. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. It does feel like two points dropped because we were all over Norwich. I mean, they looked half decent as well, but they score a lot of goals and we still should have won it. I think it's, it's two points dropped, but at the same time, it's quite a positive performance.
0: Yeah. And also, like, It wasn't just uh, profligacy up front. It wasn't like we were spurning the chances. We were, you know, um, what's his name? Ruddy in in goal for for Norwich pulled off some absolute stunning saves towards the end and kept them in it. Because as the game wore on, there was only going to be one winner and it was going to be us. Mm. And, like, we seem to do this against Norwich. You know, we we have a, a bit of a wobble during the game and we still managed it like it's almost it's like back in the day against Sunderland we just always felt like we would beat them so we always were more confident we always like carved out opportunities um, obviously not recently but um, against Norwich we just seemed to have that that confidence where we're still going to get chances and we're still going to score. So I don't agree that it's necessarily two points dropped because they're a good side and, you know, we're away from home and we dropped a couple of clangers, but...
2: I yeah, don't we, I don't think we, it's we, we before well. the game we wouldn't have seen a draw as two points dropped, but just based on how dominant we were, feels yeah, during, like, it feels unfortunate not to come out with three points from that. But I think as well... LaSalle's goal, we've not really talked about, but that was a a decent finish for a centre-back. And it feels like he at least made up for his own mistake for their
1: first. Yeah. Mitrovic had quite a few chances. This is my thing about Mitrovic. He misses quite a lot of chances, but he doesn't do like wild, embarrassing misses. No. He just sort of hits the keeper with quite a firm shot. Like, they're not embarrassing. It's just that he should take a lot more chances, I think.
2: Yeah, if keepers, if there was a regulation that goalkeepers had to be made of paper, he would get a lot more goals.
1: <laughs> this is the thing. and there, are God there willing, is, that'll come in. There is a lot of talk of that happening. So <laughs> I say we keep him until that initiative comes in.
2: But yeah, he's just, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or if he's just not got that cutting edge because Shearer, not that I want to compare the two, but Shearer used to go on spells like that where he would just, sort of have a sort of five game for him a drought where it looked like it would all click into place and he's getting closer every game I suppose like he's hitting the post
1: rather than getting wide before you can compare I think you have to Shira did also go through periods where he scored like 30 goals in a season yeah exactly so that's something Mitrovic isn't
2: yeah I think he's getting closer to actually scoring but at the same time very glad to see Dwight Gale back so Dwight
1: Gale didn't come on until the 76th minute Mm. seems a bit late to me if he's fit enough to come on considering we weren't taking the chances I would have liked to have seen him come on on the 65th minute
2: (laughs) what about the 64th was that too too early
0: (laughs) but if you're making chances you know you're close to scoring and you're bringing, bringing back a key player I personally would have been looking at that thinking I'll I'll give them a little bit longer I'll give them a little bit longer because we're knocking on the door and we're looking like we're going to make a breakthrough without Dwight Gale and I wouldn't want to bring him on and then you know for him to exacerbate an injury um, if I could possibly avoid it and I know like if you're on the bench you should be you know good enough to do like half an hour or something like that but if you if you needn't risk him, because it looks like it's working, I wouldn't risk him either.
2: Yeah, I think for all Mitrovic's faults as well, like which are mainly finishing, he did sort of bring people into play a bit more than he normally does in the game. He was actually quite a good focal point for once up front. I think if you bring yeah. Gale on suddenly, you have to change the way you're playing, and it, I think it's a bit extreme to do that too early. Sixty-sixth minute,
1: maybe, but the sixty-fifth just feels too early. So you're you're sixty-sixth. I'm yeah. very much in the sixty-fifth minute camp. You're sixty-seventh. Sixty-seventh. Okay. So while we're on the subject of which minute, when you're playing Football Manager, yeah, what are you? I'm a triple substitution guy because it's just too much of a ball ache like, to go through. What minute is your like general? What minute do you usually bring them on on Football Manager? Sixty, sixty-five in that window. What about you, Dave? Yeah, sixty, sixty-five.
0: But again, it Like I'd never do a triple substitution. You're just basically admitting that you fucked up in the uh, the original plan. <laughs> I always do I a mean, triple that, substitution. That's madness!
2: I love that you're cautious even in a virtual world where you get to manage a football
1: team. I'm always a triple substitution guy because that's it's just too much. You're a control freak, Bobby Robson. That's Bobby Robson was a big fan of triple substitutions, yeah. wasn't he?
2: Mourinho, he was. half-time how, triple substitutions. How could sometimes. you How could
1: you in, insult War Bobby like that? Well,
0: because Dave, no man for criticism.
1: That's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's vile. <laughs> it's, your vile abuse towards the memory of Bobby Robson <laughs> will not be forgotten.
0: <laughs> um, well, that's one thing. Can we just... Um, Take a moment to ask anybody out there who thinks it's a good idea. Can we stop with the mawkish, um photoshops of
2: oh God, the ghost yeah. of Bobby
0: Robson looking down? Can we just stop this? Whole it makes
2: us look like Liverpool. It's just it's ridiculous. It's have you seen really, these? I have seen them. Yeah.
1: So if, if you're not aware of what we're talking about, yes, there are quite a few sort of memes floating around mm. Twitter of photoshopped pictures of of. Bobby looking down with approval on various things going on. It's all a little bit like the um, the shrine that used to be in Harrod's to Dodie and Dye, <laughs> oh, yeah. which I never actually saw.
0: Did you see the latest one? It's a bit or old the Michael was- Jackson
1: statue at Craven Cottage. Sorry, go on.
0: <laughs> well, there was like a, there's a picture of St James's Park with um, I think it must be the the sun rise. That almost must be sunset, sorry. And there's a, a long uh, sunbeam coming from the sun. And somebody's just badly photoshopped. It's just basically a cut and paste job of Bobby Robson's head over the sun. So it looks like there's a laser beam coming out of his chin <laughs> and incinerating <laughs> the laser's
1: end. It's like, the
0: most ridiculous thing.
1: Is it like, we is just it like pat- the baby from the <laughs> Teletubbies? <laughs> <It's> a frightening <laughs> yeah, thought, but, though.
0: But like a malevolent baby from the who who is unpleased, unpleased, displeased with the the Tinky Winky and just nuking the guy from orbit. It's awful. Can we just
1: stop that? Do you think he's looking down on us doing this podcast now? Should we do a? Oh god, there is a laser beam coming into the room. If anyone wants to do a Photoshop, it's <laughs> so Bobby looking down on the Newcastle matter <laughs> podcast. I mean, Paul's looking like he's not approving of this. No, I'm, because i Because we are basically saying, we think this thing is awful, now go yeah. and do it for us. But I think what
2: we're saying is, it, I'm trying to get my head around whether we're being offensive or not. I don't think we are, but it's, it's no. important to consider these it's things. It's the mawkishness of it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's
1: the... Yeah. I mean, if it's going well, I don't mind.
2: I'm going to start photoshopping, like heaven with Glenn Roder even though he's still alive isn't he yes <laughs> just putting his hand on
1: players shoulders just like Scholar looking down on <laughs> or just youth players speaking
2: heaven.
0: of Shola, um yeah. he played for Knox County on the weekend under, um, under Kevin Nolan, Nolan yeah yeah if you have a quick brief look at their uh, their Twitter um, feed um they all bloody
1: love Schola. It's brilliant. Well, nice to see him back in black and white. He deserves to be loved yeah. as
2: well. He's a very He's lovable it. man. He is. I'm sure we've spoken before about his MTV cribs on the pod. Yes, yes we have. It is a highlight of his career
1: for me. <laughs> Went to my school.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, nice. Was taught French by former Natterer Ben Vanderbilt's mother. Ah. Now... <laughs> On that note, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is there anything else that we'd like to say about the Norwich game before we go for a break? No. Right, okay. In that case, let's have a break.
0: Such as Mr. George Decay. Star-tricking across the universe.
1: For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. Every time I do some kind of a lead-in to the break... Paul always gives a really repulsed look.
2: (laughs) I don't know why. It's nothing to do with your delivery. It's just, it's very unnatural.
1: Is it because you're just reminded of capitalism? I just don't like sellouts. You don't like sellouts? I think
2: old Fergus wouldn't have sold out the way you have.
1: Yeah. Well, we are all absolutely loaded now. (laughs) You used to to be about the music. (laughs) Now you've changed. (laughs) So, um... Just before the break you were telling us about uh shoulder at Knotts County, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just struggling I'm just about to move on. I was gonna do some lone watch considering there isn't
2: Oh Florian Tovan scored a screamer, I think it can
1: legitimately be called that at the weekend. Did he? I didn't know about uh, that.
2: It looks like a looks like a good player. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh for Marseille and he is still officially our player isn't he
2: no I think they've triggered the thingy I think he is their player now
1: well according to NUFC dot com he's still on loan oh. but maybe it's essentially he will be yeah, their player I think it's officially. it's
2: agreed that he will be
1: their player um, I think
0: um, Henri Saive had a a good I can't remember if it was the last fixture or the one before where he had a really good game in like a goal and two assists or something like that um but he's still very much our player
1: yeah but i can't see him ever playing for us again no uh paul Doolan's boyfriend CM young injured you'll be surprised is to hear. he's on the he was on the bench did oh, didn't come on If he had come on, which minute would he have liked him to come on in?
2: I think he'd have stood up to come on, stood on a rake which would have hit him in the face
1: and just been injured for the next month.
2: I think you'd have to bring him on in like the 93rd minute just to protect him from injury. Just as the the
1: fourth is... Uh, official was, like, checking his studs. He'd find that, oh, no, he's put the studs on the inside of his boots.
2: (laughs) I think the fourth official would hold the board up with his number, which would hit him in the face and knock him out.
1: (laughs) Um, Adam Armstrong seems to be in and out of the Barnsley side. Did he score? Yeah. He didn't score at the weekend, but he has. He's still sort of getting the odd goal, but not... With the regularity that he was in League One last season, which suggests that maybe those who said he can do it in League One, but can he do it at such uh, a regularity in the Championship, were right to ask that question. Because he's yeah. he's he's obviously worth. He's obviously got a professional, a career ahead of him, but perhaps we won't be seeing him as a regular for us and if we do yeah, it means knows. that we're not doing that well I
0: mean it, it, it's it's the difficult thing to, to judge when you're not watching well we're not watching him play true frequently we don't know if the reason that he's not playing is because the the manager that's in there at the minute wants them to play with one up front and they want a big man up front I, I don't know don't know how Barnsley is set up uh, it could be that he's not performing um I wouldn't. I wouldn't write him off
2: just yet. No, I think the annoying but, thing is that he's not getting game time. Like if a player's out yeah. on loan, you don't mind them playing every week and having a dry run, but it's just you're sending them there for game time. With, but I think yeah. as well, a bad season in the lower leagues doesn't... I mean, he's kind of the exception that proves the rule, so probably shouldn't use him as much of a comparison. But you look at Harry Kane, like he went to Millwall and a few other clubs, it just... It's good for your development without it. You don't necessarily have to set that league alight to be no. like getting the development that will see
1: you but right you do need, But
0: well, you, well, you do well, need game time. And you well, he yeah, play he then, did then.
1: play the full 90 minutes on Saturday, so that's good. Some, oh, okay. Someone who's still our player is Emmanuel Riviere. <laughs> he oh, came on for the last 11 minutes for Real Osasuna.
0: Still Did he yet. turn it all around and get a hat trick? Yeah?
1: Uh, actually, um, he's still yet to score a goal for them. It's <laughs> not that surprising, <laughs> really. Certainly, he has scored a goal for us, right? Did he score? I in the think League? he scored one. Cut. Yeah. That'd I think we accurate. were, at, we that were at that game. yeah. We were there. Were you there the time <laughs> professional striker Emmanuel Rivier scored a goal? He is, like, even by our standards,
2: he goes down as a terrible sign-in for a striker. And we've we've had some real some we doozies. we In the some
0: rotters. Daniel co-
1: Cordone. <laughs> he did all right when he started, Cordone. I remember he scored in the first couple the of games. The first
0: couple of games. But he didn't... I think he got something like 3-2 or 4-5 in or something like that. But after that, nothing...
2: I think that's the reassuring thing as well. Like, as much as, well, me especially, but people have slagged off Mitrovic. He's not that level. He at least, mm. he's not anonymous in games necessarily. He's sort of, he's at least
1: functional. You can tell he's a striker. So there you go. Yeah. So there you go, uh, Mitro, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Paul thinks you're not as shit as Emmanuel Riviera or <laughs> Daniel Cordoni. <laughs> I
2: think, look, when you're when you shooting boots out there, you've got to take all the praise you can
1: get. I like Mitrovic. Here's a question for those listening in the future to laugh at our answers. Do you think he'll start tonight, Mitrovic? Or do we think Gale is going to start? I think Gale will start. Yeah,
2: yeah. Gale's going to
1: start tonight. Well, that And, and that would mean that Mitrovic wouldn't, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah I think you- it would be Gale and diarme I think that pairing seems to work I think Gale and Perez just leave us a bit weak up front
0: yeah well, and similarly Mipovic and um, Perez can work but yeah. it hasn't been so you've got to, if, against Aston Villa is an opportunity for um, Gale to get on the pitch get a couple of chances get a few chances because Aston Villa are are terrible this season and it's hilarious it's and brilliant. fuck them very hard
1: Cause, Do you, know. you hate Aston Villa or Sunderland more? Sunderland. What
2: but about you? We people? don't get to play against
1: them. I think Villa for me I don't particularly hate Yeah, Sunderland. I think I hate Villa more than Sunderland. And in fact I think I hate Chelsea more than them both but that, I don't were, see that as a particular Newcastle rivalry. No,
2: Villa are just everything that's sort of wrong with football. and just, Even in the Premier League they're had empty seats everywhere and they still bang on about being amazing fans they're just i think it said a lot about the mindset of them celebrating when they sent us down and having the the bed sheets out. it was like they're not concerned with their own club it's sort of little man syndrome
0: yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a very strange situation where they're a trophy club they've won loads and you know fairly recently they won in 1995 so they're not you know, it's a long time, but it's not. It's not the same as us. What
1: well, did they win in ninety five? The League Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain it's ninety five to win the League Cup. So, and they've got, you know, they've got. Um, one of the things they say is that uh, the reason that they don't get great attendances is because um, they share a city with loads of other clubs. But surely there's, I don't know, sixty thousand. People in the local area who consider themselves Aston Villa fans, yet they don't sell out their their ground because they've got like a massive city to draw from. And yes, West Brom are there and Birmingham City are there, but there must be a core of at least sixty to eighty to I don't know, however, however many fans that consider themselves Aston Villa fans, but just don't go. Yeah, yeah you, you can't really ha-
1: you can't really have it both ways. You can't say we're a, a massive club, but. We don't get that many people in because there's more clubs in our city. Yeah, they're <laughs> only a two-team
2: city, as well. It's only Birmingham and Villa. Yes, West Brom in, are in. West, in West Brom, Brom I, rules mean, rules I mean, look at Manchester. They, the population of Manchester is less than Birmingham. Correct.
1: Isn't it? Yes,
2: it is, and they they seem to manage.
1: There you go. a yeah. so
2: grow up, Villa.
0: <laughs> I just, I, I just find them, like the whole setup of the clubs, very. Beige. It's not. It's not exciting. They don't have a. They don't have an identity. The fans aren't vociferous or particularly loyal. They don't turn out in great numbers. They're they're not good humoured about it. You know, they're not like a little plucky club who's trying hard. And neither are they a big club with the the arrogance and sense of entitlement that comes with it, which at least would make them. You know, have a personality. It's not like a Liverpool a Liverpool side like Everton and Liverpool both sets of fans have an identity and they've won loads and Mm. the fans turn out like even like even Stoke fans there's less of them than Aston Villa fans they haven't won as many trophies by any stretch they're an old club but they're not a particularly um quote-unquote big club and And they're a two-club city as well Oh yeah, of course. Well, but say, everybody knows what they'll get with Spoke fans. They'll get I think, like a personality. They'll I think get, with like,
2: Villa as well, they know or well, they seem to have been a bit aware that they're quite beige and dull. You know in sort of TV shows where they just chuck a mad character in to try and liven it up. I think putting in a mad doctor running the
1: club <laughs> has been a good move, <laughs> move in Dr. Tony. Yeah. You, s- you say that their fans aren't that loyal, but I don't remember the last time I saw Nigel Kennedy not wearing a fucking Aston <laughs> scarf.
2: But they're only bringing, I know it's a Monday night game and it's on the telly, but they're only bringing 1,700 to us tonight where they've got an allocation of 3,000. They go on about how great their away fans are. They're just oh, scum. Yeah. They're scum. With the they're just pure
1: scum.
0: We're taking more away to Brighton on a Tuesday than they're bringing up to Newcastle. And they say, oh, it's because it's a Monday night and they can't... Well, we're taking thousands down to, to Brighton. I think it's 3,000. I'm not 100% sure. But I think on a, on a Tuesday night, like, how they can claim that they're... Oh, just, just, just burn them to the ground, honestly. Just
2: burn them. Just burn them to the ground. Uh, you're through to LBC. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> think about these immigrants, Fergus. They just... They, they don't know how to play Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, I'm
1: fed up of it. I've yeah. had enough. So, the game is on tonight. And just so everyone can laugh at us, let's do some predictions. Cool. I think a couple of things to
2: bear in mind. Cause I was quite down on this. Just cause I always get a gut feeling about Villa that we're not going to do well. Villa haven't won at Newcastle since 2005. They haven't won a game in 2017. <clears throat> They've not won away since December when they beat QPR. And we're second in the form table. Villa are 23rd and six points off the relegation zone. And Steve Bruce has gone nine games without a win.
1: We're going to lose 1-0, aren't we? We
2: probably yeah. are, but I'm going to say 4-0. Four 4-0? Nil. Four nil.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just... Well, I'm going to pile on um, Paul's uh, stat dump. Villa have only won twice away from home all season once was against Reading and once was against QPR they've only scored eight times on the road um, we've scored 33 at home and we're welcoming them back Dwight Gale I'm confident we'll win I'm confident we'll win by three goals four goals would be brilliant three goals I reckon
1: so what are you saying
0: 3-0 yes
1: ok I'm mindful we're going to look
0: like right mug if we leave 1-0 yeah
1: <laughs> Well, I'm gonna well win one nil at least. Then we would, yeah. Uh, we have been shit on Sky when we're on Sky yes. th- this season. It's not gone well. I do also think we will win, but uh, I really feel like it's going to be one nil. But I'm gonna say two 0 because surely at some point we've got to be entertained in one of these Sky games.
2: Yeah, there was something I read last night, I can't remember the specific stat, but Newcastle's record on Monday night games is awful. It's something like yeah. I don't know if we've lost the last eight or something like that. I'm just trying to find it. But yeah, we're we're not great. So there's plenty of reasons to be positive, but there's still the odd thing that makes you think we could easily we've got it in our power to be shite.
0: There is there is one other thing that hopefully will be will will contribute to a win is um the the flags that um sort Fergus of absolutely hates and thinks is beneath him. Love flags. Um, the flag display love
1: flags is what? I love
0: flags. No you don't you hate them, you've said it before. Um the they're they unveiling a new massive what they call a surfer, which is a, a huge flag that they you know, they pass around the stand. Um it's it's vast, it's absolutely massive I'm it hoping it'll yeah. Um,
2: there's a big the new Benitez flag as well, isn't there?
0: Yeah, that looks amazing as well. Hang on, um, I'm just going to so- change
1: my prediction now that I've heard about the new flag. <laughs> <laughs> You're very down on I'm flags. Gonna, I'm going to change it to 5-0. <laughs> Why do you hate flags so
0: much? I don't hate flags. Um, so
2: hopefully your parents
1: be. were killed by semaphore, weren't they? I, know, I just think it's funny when people talk seriously about flags. Yeah, there's going to be uh, flag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i know what you mean I don't know, but you know yeah yeah good good well that'd be something to look out for but the atmosphere i think will be better than it has been in a lot of home games because of yeah. that i think there's a concerted effort to make it a much better atmosphere than it has been yeah i think villa will park the bus as well i think it's if we don't score in the first half then you sort of worry the crowd will get a bit edgy. I think it's a big game for our crowd if we don't go 1-0 up early, or even if we go behind. I think getting behind the team is going to be what does it for us.
1: Do you think Kieran Clark will get booed by the yes villains?
2: You'll hear it, though, if there's that few of them?
1: <laughs> them no, higher? Th- and
0: I think it'll be a really boring-sounding boo. It won't be like a... a Contemptuous, visceral—you know—assault on the ears. They'll be like, Boo.
1: it'll Just be admin.
2: It's more like bow in Rummy, isn't bow. it? Yeah. Oh, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> oh, there's Keelan Clark. Bow. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: that's brilliant. Brilliant. Accent's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been—it's been a pleasure. Good to have you back, Dave.
0: Yeah. Good to to be back.
1: So, um, I hope you have a good first week in your new job. Thanks. We're not not allowed to say what the job is. I mean, I haven't asked, actually. Here's a question.
2: He's in the Trump administration. That's the only clue we'll give you. Did you have to be CRB checked?
0: (laughs) No. But I have been in the past. That's a relief.
2: Yeah. Do you have a, a CRB just, just want to know who we're talking to here, Dave.
1: <laughs> you had to know. You had to be CRB checked before you could do this pod. Because <laughs> what we always forget to mention is that Paul Doolan is eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the new job, Dave?
0: I'm a data analyst.
1: It's yeah. very Which is on message for before. you. Yeah,
0: it's you are on at, brand. You I'm are a data analyst for a- data.
2: It's basically what you do for fun as well. When it comes to Newcastle, is just analysing Newcastle data.
0: Sorry, who are you doing it for? Genuinely, I I genuinely mentioned that in the interview. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) I I loved that analysis. I even do it in my spare time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who are you doing it for?
0: Uh, It's um, it's like a distribution company up here, like a like a cash and carry company.
1: Great stuff. Well, yeah. um, have a, a good week. Uh, Thanks. I'm, I'm just wrapping up now. Thank you very much, Dave Watson.
0: Cheers, Fergus.
1: Thank you, Paul Dillon. Thank you very much. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. My name is Fergus Craig. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football
0: podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at the whistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one
2: sports social podcast network.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper?